0: Hi everybody, and welcome back to Writing the Rapids, a show where I, Joe Balecki, talk to writers about writing, and very often those writers have been recommended to me by writers who have previously been on the show, or it's a rejoinder episode, which this is. This month we are rejoined by Danica stegman Lemay. her second book, Ablation, was published by 1111 Press, and that's the book we're talking about today. Her book Pilot from 2020 was published by Spork Press. She's a 2023 recipient of a grant from the Barbara Deming Memorial Fund and recently spent a two-week residency in Marathon, Texas, outside Big Bend National Park. Before we get into my conversation with Danica, I'll remind you that you can support this show financially. You can do it at paypal.me noisemakerjoe for a one-time donation, or you can become a recurring donator, patron, at patreon.com slash noise for just two bucks a month you can get these episodes when i'm done editing them rather than when everybody else gets them which is usually a couple days later or you can buy my book it's called tired it's on amazon and you know makes a great yule gift or whatever if you don't want to spend the money but you still want to help out the show post about it on social media whatever platform is your most favorite to use or just tell a friend in person. I don't know, text a link to somebody you haven't talked to in a while or something like that. Now, without further ado, let's get into my conversation with Danica. Ablation is... is a book I, I find a hard time uh, saying how I felt about it because... Um, I'm kind of so wrapped up in my own vocabulary about how I interact with, with any kind of media that I, sometimes I say a thing and people are like, Oh, so you didn't like it then. Um, and I'll have to be like, no, 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 you don't understand. Um, like ablation was really hard to read. Um, and, and made me very sad and, and, and kind of hurt. Um, and so I loved it. Um, You know, it's, it's also very, very, you know, personal, um, and, and true, I would imagine, um, it it felt true at least. Um, and so like, as a podcaster who has access to the writer of this book, it's hard for me to know kind of where to go, what to do with it. So, so we were talking in email and I, I said, one of the things I want to talk about is like, how in general, how do you, as a person who writes, who has written something like this, like approach the talking about of writing like this?
1: Yes. Um. It's a great question. Um, it's something that's come up a little bit um, here and there as I've started like reaching out to people oh. about reviews and interviews. So you're like not the only person who's having that experience. Cool. Um, the book, um, the book does hurt, um, and it hurts because um, it's uh, it's the book that I had to write um, to keep moving forward um and existing like after my mom passed away rather suddenly um and it is um i did want it to feel um genuine like it was coming from this um genuine place and i wanted i wanted it to feel true of course it doesn't contain everything like there are things that i that i've held back um like there are there are bits that i did end up cutting out um but because I wanted to capture sort of the whole experience of grief, um, I wasn't, and also like intergenerational trauma as well, which is something that the book deals with a lot. Um, I wasn't going to pull out some of that really difficult material because that felt dishonest in the same way that not including a poem like um, I make lists where I talk about all of the wonderful things that my mom also entailed. Like I needed to have both of those things in there. Um, cause like when I, like I say in one of the lines in relentless, like no one is one thing or another, like we're everything at once. And so I wanted, um, I've always kind of like, uh, uh, I find it difficult, um, when someone is talking about or writing about, um, grief and pain and they sort of like either whitewash over everything that was, um, difficult, um, or there's sort of like a focus on what was awful. And if mm-hmm. it, I wanted something that was both. Um but I do um uh I guess the thing, um, I don't really want people when they're like approaching the work to feel sort of like they have to um be careful about approaching that vulnerability and difficulty and hurtness with me. Um I'd almost like I wrote it and I know what it is. And like, I put it out there. And what I, I do very much mean um, what I say in the poem center, um, where the person that I was, that I'm sort of um, describing in the book before my mom died and the person that I am now are not the same person. And I really do feel that way. And so I feel that the um, part of myself that's being described in the book is sort of separate um, from who I actually am now Mm -hmm. and that uh, gives me some um it's a kind of like a a boundary where it's like I'm writing about something that to me is existing in the past um but I do hope that that sort of vulnerability that I'm sharing um doesn't necessarily make someone be like oh I don't know how to respond to her like I don't want to be hurtful to me like I would almost rather they um were reflective on like how it relates and brings up things um, in their own lives or experiences or feeling, because I don't think that our um, culture deals with grief or pain very well. I don't think that we hold space for it. Um, I think it's sort of like, an uncomfortable emotion. And I can feel people like when I read some of the more difficult pieces like, um, swallow or the nothing out loud in a room, I can feel them getting uncomfortable. Um, and I think to a certain extent, um, it's good for people to feel uncomfortable, um, and to hold, to begin to hold space for those sorts of things and think about the fact that um, what's described in the book is hurtful, but it it happens to a lot of people. Um, and I've had people who have read the book already reach out to me and say things like, "I had a really difficult and complicated relationship with my mom as well," and I appreciate this book. Or um, I, th- the other people who felt that they were holding on to um, or like tucking into a kind of grief rather than acknowledging it. Um, were also people who experienced um physical or verbal abuse as children um and who are basically like this was difficult to read but it was a sort of um cathartic or releasing in a way um and so it's like worth it to me to have that sort of um difficult space coming up and people not quite knowing what to say because um i think it's important to like deal with those things even though they're painful and difficult.
0: Yeah. Hmm. I wonder if if I really know exactly where my discomfort with talking about it comes from. I guess I guess it probably is something along the lines of like you wrote this book. Clearly there's a lot of pain there, among other things. Um would you please open that back up for my podcast feels very bad to me. Um, but like, but also, you know, I, I really want to, you know, not just this work, but like confessional poetry in general or, or any writing about difficult things, um, be able to engage with it on, on a, on a deeper level than like, wow, that must've been really hard for you. Good poems though. Um, right. And like, so I, maybe I don't even have the capability because I'm, um, you know, cautious, right. About like what else, what, how else I would, would want to like dig into it. There's also the thing too, that like the, amount of loss i've had in my life is not um on the level of i think a lot of people my age or around my age um like my f- the first of my grandparents to die died in january of this year and like was sad but she was old <laughs> um right. yeah. and and you know like also it just had a good grandma relationship with her right so it was just like all right yep that that makes sense (laughs) that makes sense that that would have happened at this point now okay um you know and then and then life continued um so like reading ablation was i think some of the things that made it tough uh was that i also have a young daughter um, and so seeing some of that stuff is just like, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to teach her about death. And and one of the more morbid thoughts that, that kind of cycles through my mind a lot was that my last great grandparent died when I was like four or five. Um, and then, so like if my grandparents and my child are in the room together, it's like, oh, there's a ticking clock. Um, So ablation was like a strange like grief pregame for me where I was just like, I'm going to have to feel a lot of this at some point. Uh, And that, you know, I didn't even, I guess I I don't really have a value judgment on it. It's just like, oh yes, I'm going to have to feel all this at some point.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do um I think you're sort of like I'm gonna sort of talk towards the first thing you talked about first mm-hmm. and then a little bit towards what you said um about the grandparents and having a child after um but I think this idea of like re maybe reopening wounds by talking about the text or at you know um, asking questions that might be difficult um comes from a place of care on your part, which is like um which I appreciate um I I um cannot speak for anyone else writing sort of like difficult texts but this one in particular um by the time I'm done writing it I've pulled everything apart and put it back together so many times um and also like I consider the book sort of like um a vessel to keep these things so that I don't um have to carry them forward with mm. me um and so that they're not carried forward through my small daughter like along the the line of the gender like you know this painful sort of line does not continue like it stops with me and so it's like the book is like a receptacle to put those things into and so like at this point i i don't feel uncomfortable talking about anything that's that's in the book um the first few times i had to read those difficult poems out loud was very hard. But like I'm at a p- place now where I I do feel I could answer a question. Um and would not be hurt or like re wounded by that. Um, but I do think it's like comes from a good place to want to be careful around those sorts of issues. Um and yeah, so then talking about, you know, like this grief is something that it's like a ticking time bomb. You said like it's something that you will face. Um and that's the thing is, like, it's something that we all face. Um, and having this sort of, like, um, fear around it, it's, like, comes from this – it comes from love because you don't want to miss these people, right, who are so important. And also, like, we don't want your child to have to experience this sort of pain. Um, but they but they do. Um, and it's um, – I find it better to sort of, or it's a choice that I've made to try and be honest about it and express my own feelings of um, grief and acknowledge those like difficult feelings to my daughter, um, rather than having her sort of um, learning that those feelings are um, dangerous or scary or like something to be stuffed away. Um, I think it's, it's sort of what I was talking about earlier where we don't our culture doesn't hold space for grief and pain very well and I think it's um, like we want to focus on what's happy all the time but like life is so full of all of these emotions and they all sort of um, teach us something um, and have their own value um, and there's a place and time for each of those things um, but yeah it's, it's difficult to consider when it's like in a future
0: right yeah Um, yeah, I, I had this thought recently, I can't remember what it was in reference to. Um, maybe just general, I've been thinking a lot about like psychology and therapy and emotions and things like that, especially from a lens of being a man, um, where it's like, uh, and I've mentioned this on the show a couple of times, but I recently learned that there is a term, um, and I cannot remember the term, for like emotional color blindness, Um, mm-hmm. which is why men sometimes have a hard time in talk therapy because the therapist is like, well, how did that make you feel? And they genuinely are like, I, I don't know. I had a reaction to it that was antisocial. Um, it's like, well, how did that make you feel? I don't know. And so like, I've been questioning if I have um, language for my entire emotional range and if I've been like putting similar but disparate emotions in the same box. And I don't know how much evidence I even have for that. It's just one of those things where it's like, you know, you learn a new subject for the first time and you're like, Oh, Oh, there's this whole other world out there to consider. Um, you know, the first time you learn about, like, Greek t- curse tablets, and you're like, oh, the, the pre-modern religious landscape was way more complicated than I thought. What else could possibly be out there? And I, I think I'm kind of just there with, like, feelings. Um, and I, I I wonder if oblation um, just kind of, like, dug into that a little bit, right? My reaction was just like, it was like feeling things in my body as i was reading certain poems um and it would have been really wise for me to have like marked those poems so that i could go back to them um and point at them but i like, think the swallowtail was one of them um and it was just like oh man <laughs> like i really like this book and i want to keep reading it but like my arms feel extra heavy now um which is like super cool right like in the world of literature that i explore there's a lot of heavy stuff um but a lot of it kind of comes uh from an aggressive place right it's a lot of like you know the book is covered in sandpaper or there's lots of gore or you know there's lots of violence um you know, I think I think Apocalypse Party recently posted somewhere that like they've been getting too many horror books and they want to like um, point out that their their literature is like Day Ruin or literature. Right. And I'm super into that. Um, uh, and. Only so much of it kind of goes into a more like. i use like texture words. Right, a lot of a lot of the stuff I was just talking about kind of feels like hard, right? Where ablation feels like softer or gooier, right? More, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I have a harder time, like, kind of getting into exactly what is going on in my brain. Whereas reading, I don't know, the devil thinks I'm pretty. It's like, oh, there's disgust or there's, um. You know empathy, or there's like, you know, some something like that. Whereas, whereas with ablation, it's like, you know, there's not too many ideas I hadn't considered, but like, I'm being faced with things I don't normally face. Yeah.
1: Um yeah, um that makes a lot of sense to me and it's um, it's interesting the way you phrase that because it's writing the book was like um, facing a lot of things that I didn't normally face like from my own life. like um it's not I don't know that I'll write another book like it exactly. and it's not like what I've written before. Um, Or, like, the sorts of poems I set out to write when I was, like, um, studying and, like, drafting and, like, thinking about um, language poets and objectivism and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was just, like, uh, it was there to be, like, it had to be um, wrestled with at the point in time at which... um, I was doing that writing um and so then to hear that like a reader also ends up sort of facing some of these same like difficult things um that they perhaps had not seen and now like also may be struggling with and obviously like they're um everyone is going to bring their own like experience into the book um and respond to things in slightly different ways um but um I guess it's the sort of um I do um I do think it's important to like write from that sort of, like you said it was like a um a place that's like um painful and dark but like different where it's sort of more like a I think you said gooey or squishy or something like um I do think that's important because they're all like there are all different kinds of horror um and sometimes I think when something is more like um surreal or like removed um like when there's more skin built up between it and the core I don't know it's it's hard to um it's hard to articulate but um
0: you're telling me yeah yeah (laughs) right and i i think i think like hereditary springs to mind right i think the reason why that was so effective as a horror movie is because the horror was based in grief right like um and so, yeah, I wonder, I wonder if the physical sensation in my body while watching Hereditary was similar um, to reading Ablation at times. Because I, I very distinctly remember sitting in the theater and just being like, oh, no, this movie's going to feel so long. Um, I feel like not since like a particular scene in funny games, did I really feel that, like, this particular shade of bad um, that I don't have better words for, um, which is, you know, interesting, right? Because we, from from a literature perspective, like, we want literature that does things that is, are new or that you don't see a lot. And so, like, on the one hand, ablation does that. Um, and then on the other hand, like, you know, I don't even know what's in the other hand. Um, I, I want to make sure this is kind of a hard right turn, but I want, I want to make sure we talk about the, I suppose, hybridity of the text. I say that with a question mark because I'm notably famously, um, unconfident when it comes to talking about poetry but there's there's photographs there's scans of other things um that sort of um let you into the writing process right like um there's there's photographs or scans of like note paper where collections of words that ended up in a poem are, are there um And I find that really interesting. Um, And I would like to hear you talk about that for a little bit.
1: Yeah. um, It's interesting because um, the process sort of um, of writing the book kind of started with images or was like tied into images Um, and then ended up just being text. And then when I got closer to the end of drafting, I ended up putting being like, oh, this isn't the words themselves aren't um, capturing on their own um, the wholeness of the experience that I want the book to like represent, and so I ended up pulling images in at that point again. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the place where they started with images is um, I actually started writing Ablation, which is the title sequence, mm-hmm. um, when I was pregnant with my daughter years before my mom died, or I knew she was going to die um to like about two years before um or actually it was in 2017 so three years um and I um wrote them onto index cards originally um they were they're these small I ended up turning them into mirrors and canes um but they're like these originally I wrote four lines with four words in them each and I would just take these note cards around with me and just like waiting for friends at the bar or something like I would write
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> poems.
1: Um, but I, uh, after that sequence, the first draft of that sequence was finished. Um, I gave a reading um, in August of 2018. That was um, for a reading series called Hespera that was hosted by Jason Spidal and Sam Moss, who I met like many years before I met anyone else in 1111, um, 11. But I, for that particular reading, I had, um, sewn. So I, I had a bunch, a whole stack of vintage postcards and I rewrote the poems that I'd written on index cards onto those postcards. And then I sort of, I damaged, um, or, um, like embellished those postcards in various ways. Like some of them I burnt, some I dripped wax onto, um, some of them I sewed, um, or cut things out of them, um. And I took pictures of all of those um, postcards before I did this, but at the reading I read through that whole sequence and then I gave the postcards away to Mm. audience members. And so I have none of them left. Um, But when I came back around um, in like the fall of 2021 and was feeling that I, the text alone was not uh, capturing like the wholeness of the experience of what I wanted the book to be. Um, I went back to those images I'd saved and I, I cut around some of them in Photoshop. Um, and I, I put them like alongside some of those poems that were now in mirror syncane form. Mm -hmm. Um, so some of those original images from postcards are in there. Um, but some of the other stuff is actually, um, comes from a different place. Like, um, I took an online course with, uh, wonderful poet and translator named Sylvina Lopez Median in that fall of 2021. That was about, um, images and text together. Um, and I, we talked a lot, a lot of cool books. Um, Don me Choi's DMZ colony was one of them, Hmm. um, or Sylvina's own book. Um, poem that never ends is also a book that has like text and images in it. Um, or something like Knox by Ann Carson is another example. Um, but we kind of studied that. And I had all of these materials um, from when my mom had passed away. Um, just like um, one of the things you referred to, like the um, envelope that's got like a list on it. That mm-hmm. was actually a list my mom had made while talking to her doctor. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, gosh, oh, this envelope has to go in there. Um, But I also found a whole bunch of um, a lot of the images that I have not altered that are like not sewn that are in there um, are from rolls of film that we found in my mom's closet that she had never developed that were from the 1990s. Hmm. Um, And so I developed all of that film and it was pretty messed up because if you let film sit for like decades. It'll get uh like there are a lot of double exposures. There are weird like um flashes of light or just like parts of the image that are just like a bright orange color because it's like not developed properly or like mm-hmm. there's sort of this dust or grainy dust over things that looks like um a sort of like um astral cloud or something. Um but I as I was looking through those images Um, actually to give Mike Correo files um, to make the cover, which is made from one of those images. um, I was like, oh, some of these need to go in the book actually. And so I pulled them out um, and did some layouts and messed them up and gave them to Mike. And then he like messed them up way better and put them in there. Um, But there's just something about like the failure of language um, to capture even Um. Emotions or feelings, like some of what you're experiencing is not just like um, the whatever colorblindness of emotions is. It's like the fact that we have these very strong feelings in our bodies um, and our minds can't quite um, grapple with them, let alone like name them exactly. And so having these materials, that's kind of like um, um, just like archival things that I'm pulling in from those parts of um, time and like my life. Uh, kind of filled the the book out in a way um that I couldn't have just with words.
0: Yeah. That's fascinating. I think it's I think it is really successful. It's It's one of those things where I like kind of come to expect that uh, a lot of these books I encounter from certain small presses are going to have things like that um and I like the the very deliberateness to it in this particular one um, when I had like on um, most recently we talked about um, doing experimental things and and some sometimes stuff just kind of gets done right like it's experimental <laughs> um and I really like it when when there's more deliberateness to it um another thing i really appreciated and this is i, th- I think a, a great uh look into who i am as a person i really appreciated how robust your notes section was um i was talking in my in my friend group chat about it i was like it's more than just this poem appeared in this place once like there's context to a lot of the stuff um And, you know, I, I think that there should be more of that. I think every, I think every piece of fiction should come with an essay by the writer about what they did and how, um, but I guess maybe then I'd be out of a job. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, I I really, I really liked it. I'm, I'm just, I guess I'm curious as to why um, it is that way.
1: Yeah, um, part of the reason it is that way um, is because I, I am like um, a collagist at heart um, and that's part of the reason there's all these images and like I'm sewing things like mm-hmm. into the book. It's part of the process. Um, but I do um, less so with this because it's such a personal book. But even still, I, I use a lot of um, materials that aren't mine. Like Center um, uses like references the basketball player Carl Anthony Towns and like his own experience with grief and so i wanted to make sure i was acknowledging like uh where i lifted that language from um or heart rate cento is like made entirely of other people's lines um and i do like even um things that may seem arbitrary like everything is garbage like comes from an episode of brooklyn 99 it was like i lifted this language from somewhere and i i feel like i need to acknowledge where it came from um and so i just as a practice because of the way that i write um i do at the bottom like i when i draft something i'll just like post the um every time i use something else i'll post the notes like in the bottom even if i like pull an oblique strategies card like i'll note what the oblique strategies card that i used was um and part of that is just like just nodding to the influence that like influences that um, go into the work. or like some of them aren't even like me pulling direct language, but like um, uh, reading Harriet Mullin's Urban Tumbleweed really um, affected my thinking about how that very long title sequence, like how I wanted um, that to operate and the fact that it needed a form. Um, only happens because I went to this really wonderful reading where Harriet Mullen read Tonka's from Urban Tumbleweed, which is entirely a book written out of the Tonka form, which is a Japanese form. Um, and then, like, on the opposite end of things, some of the poems are very tightly wound and others are more like prose. Um, and Lara Mimosa Montez's book Thresholds was very, like... Um, influential in my thinking about like what's poetry and like what's prose and what does prose allow one to do um even when something's a poem that like the poetic line or a tight form doesn't um and so it's like I didn't just think of those things on my own so part of the robust robustness of the notes is just like being appreciative um to the people who whose work I've read that influenced me um and also like people who actually, um, gave me very helpful edits as I'm drafting these, like drafting and revising these super difficult, um, poems. And there's like so much care in that because, um, if you, if you think the book's like tough and raw now, like read a first draft, you know? Mm. Um, so it's, I, I wanted to make sure that, um, I acknowledge all of the, everything that gets poured into it that's not just me.